God's grace and His mercy and His peace are all yours. From the Father, through His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for His people today is our gospel lesson from Mark chapter 12. Just the first verse there where Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put. And He watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. This is God's word. Loved ones, God is omnipresent. That means God is everywhere at once. Does that comfort you to know that God is, is with you as you're sitting on an airplane and it takes off and landing? Does it comfort you to know that God is everywhere and, and even as you sleep at night, He's right there with His angels at your children's bedside? Or does that frighten you to think that God is right there in your car as you're swearing at the driver that cuts you off? Does it frighten you to think that God is in the bar where and when you drink? God is omniscient. He knows everything. Bible tells us he knows how many hairs you have on your head and when each one falls out and has them counted. Does that comfort you to, to, to know that, that God knows everything? He, he knows when you are hurting. He knows when you need help. He knows the words of your prayers before you even say them and the answer. Or does that frighten you to think that God knows everything that goes on under your scalp and the lustful thoughts that go through your mind? God is omnipotent. That means He is all-powerful. Does that comfort you to think that He is in control of all things, especially the things that you can't control? Or does that frighten you to think that God is going to judge you for all that he knows about your past and your future. If the answer that you're thinking is, well, maybe a little of both, that, that both all those things about God both comfort me and frighten me, that's not a good answer. The good answer is a lot. <laughs> the fact that God is, is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, both gives us a lot of comfort, but it also scares us to death. And it's with that in mind that God, this God that is all-powerful, is watching over us that we gather here today. And we, we think of God watching over our entire life. And, and as we've been gathering the last few weeks, we've been talking about how for, for those who are loved by God and who love Him in return, that means that our hearts are going to put Him first and think of Him first in every aspect of our life. And it means that when it comes to our giving, we're going to give to Him an offering that is a proportion of our, our income that the Holy Spirit, not our sinful nature, but the Holy Spirit leads us to give. And today we, we learn that for those who are loved by God and know it and, and those who love God in return, Give to God in a way that's sacrificial. 
not just when it's convenient, but, but in a way that gives up something that we want to hold on to. And so the, the main thought of these words of God today is that God is watching over every aspect of our life, and Jesus even watches over our wealth. It, it was a Tuesday, but not just any Tuesday. It was the Tuesday of Passover week when, when tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands at, at certain times in history of Jewish people went to the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, to worship in the main temple. And as they did each year, you, you need to imagine these thousands of people all waiting in line, waiting their turn with, with animals, barnyard animals on a leash or an armful of produce as, as hundreds of priests indicated to them that they should come forward and then there, these, these animals or this produce was prepared. Certain parts went to the priests, but then there was a portion that was taken up onto this giant altar that was constantly on had a fire on top of it. And people handed their sacrifices over to express their thanks to God, maybe for a bumper crop or maybe with a confession of sins and relief that this was a God that had forgiven their sins. But the day didn't end there. As the crowds started to thin out from everybody making their sacrifices, there were also opportunities for, some of, for everybody, really, to bring some money as an offering of thanks and, and appreciation and love for God. And, and the way they collected it, they had these, these big boxes, 13 of them lined up on one side of the temple complex that looked like they had this metal trumpet that was mounted on top of each box, kind of like a funnel. And they could put whatever money they wanted to offer to God into this trumpet and it would be collected in that safe. And they would do so with a smile on their face. In fact, there was a law in place that said, there's a limit on how much you can give because people were giving so much that the people at the temple feared that if those Romans that were in charge of things ever raided the safes, they would be ruined. So they said only a little at a time. And sometimes people came and they still gave with a smile on their face out of thankfulness for God's forgiveness like he wants us to. Thankfulness for the, the, the bumper crop that they had been given or that business was good, that your others, sure, gave out of vanity. Maybe they held up their, their coins a little bit and dropped them in so that the, it made a rattle in the trumpet and everyone could see, oh, how they gave and then as they were praying. And Jesus, at the end of a long day of teaching and even confronting some people who wanted to kill him, sat down and just watched people as they went past these trumpet offering boxes. And he noticed someone that no one else did, someone that wanted to escape notice. A woman who came and she had two little copper coins, not even worth a penny, and just sort of, maybe with her head down and not a smile on her face, slid them in and then walked away. And Jesus quick said to his disciples who were talking with different friends, hey, come here, you guys have to see this, come here. You see that, that, that lady over there, that single woman all alone, who's, she's dressed like a widow? Did you see what she put in? She, she put in a penny. Did you see that? No, we didn't. Yeah, well, she put in a penny. And if you saw her, you know what? She gave more than anybody else who gave bags of gold today. And he just let it sit there. And he knew that the disciples knew that the numbers didn't add up. So this is what he said to them. He said to them, 
They all gave out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in everything that she possessed, all that she had to live on. What was it that Jesus was watching that made him say her penny was worth more than millions of dollars? Well, it wasn't the numbers. It was the sacrifice that she made to do that. It was the determination she had, this, this, this tenacious kind of trust in God that directs us to give our first fruits, even if our first fruits are also our last fruits, all that we have in our basket, trusting that as we do so, God will take care of us. And that's a promise. Does that mean that God wants each of us to, to empty our bank accounts and write out giant checks to Zion Lutheran Church and, and have everything from our employer directly deposited at Farmers Enrichment Bank into our account? No, if, if this were the only example of sacrificial giving in the Bible, I would say yes, but we have plenty of other examples too. We have Abraham, he gave a tenth of what he owned. We have Job, great hero who suffered tremendously in the Old Testament. He made sacrifices every day, but he also had, was the rich, remained the richest man in his area of the world at the time. No, what God does want us to do is this. He wants us to know that there was precious little personal sacrifice in what, in what the rich were giving that day. But there was nothing but sacrifice on the part of the widow who slipped those two coins in. God has given us all responsibilities. He's given us responsibilities to take care of our families. He's given us responsibilities to support the government with our taxes and a good attitude. He's given us responsibilities to help those who are in need. And we ought not to deny those. In fact, we're to use the, the wealth that he's put in our hands to do our best taking care of those responsibilities. But we have to be careful because there is a very fine line between taking, our, taking care of our family and using our families as a pious excuse to neglect our offerings, to neglect sacrificial giving to God and saying, well, I've got to take care of my family. Maybe when my kids are grown, well, then, then I'll think about it. We need to be careful because there's a very fine line between, between paying our taxes and carrying out our responsibilities as, as citizens and blaming the government for our lack of joy in giving. Well, if Uncle Sam weren't so greedy, well, then maybe I give. Jesus wants you to know that he knows your responsibilities. In fact, he's giving them to you and, and he's watching over you as you carry them out and will provide everything you need. But he wants you to do with a heart that is willing to sacrifice as this widow did and bring your offerings to him as the first thing that you do and the most important thing that you do with the wealth that he's put into your hands. And he wants you to do this trusting that you have an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God who promises that he will take care of you no matter what. He always has, even if that means his own sacrifice. Remember, our need to give that we have in our heart, our desire to give our offerings that we have in our heart stems from a God who loves us so much that he would give up the glory of heaven in order to sacrifice himself for us. 
Yes, he is the God who sees your sin. He is the God who knows your sin. He is the God who judges your sin. But he is the God who loves you so much that he takes your sin upon himself, even if it kills him in a horrific way. Our assurance that God is watching over us stems from the fact that God sacrificed his life for us as Jesus died for us so that your sin will not be held against you. Not by God. Our all-knowing, all-seeing, all-everywhere God loves us that much, no matter what the cost to Him. And let me ask you this. How do you think the numbers would add up if all of us had a heart that gave with a sacrificial trust in God the way this widow did? Do you think we would have to talk about budget deficits every fall? Do you think we would... How fast do you think that we would pay off our, our debt? Do you think as our leaders worked very hard to put together a budget each spring like they're starting to do now that they would have to talk about cuts every year or what we can add to our ministry? What do you think? I don't know. But I do know this. No matter what hardship you face, no matter what conflict you find yourself in, no matter what sin you have committed, your God is watching over you and loves you and taking care of you through it all. He's watching over your whole life and will see you through it until you're with Him at home in the glories of heaven. May we always express our trust in Him, our thanks for His sacrificial giving with our own. Amen.